Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to the show. Scott Shanley coming up. Former Saints linebacker and Cox Sports TV analyst. Now we got two-minute drill trivia. Lots more to discuss on the Saints and the Rams. David Kahn in the studio, IMG Sports and voice of the West Virginia Power, minor league baseball of my affiliate now of my Seattle Mariners. Like this, David, you're Hashtag in the you're in, to the blue. That's right. You're in the, you're in the Mariners family now. Let's go. Uh, also worked uh, here at WWL doing prep football for a very long time. That's where you might remember his name and his voice. Tim Zimmer behind the glass. And as we talk about this Saints Rams game, one of the things the Saints don't want to happen here is for Jared Goff to have his Tom Brady moment. And it's interesting the parallels between the two young guys. Tom Brady thought of as a system quarterback, a product of the defense for Bill Belichick, and was winning and winning titles because of that. And really, no matter what happens this year, even if the Rams go on to win a Super Bowl, I know that's tough to think about, Saints fans, just to you know, humor me here with this hypothetical. Even if they go on to win a Super Bowl, you're going to have a vast majority of fans and analysts saying, yeah, but this is McVay's system, product of a system. Um, Jared Goff, Saints fans, Saints players, Saints team, don't want Jared Goff to have his Tom Brady moment here this week. Well, they don't, but here's what you have to go back and look at. When was Tom Brady's moment? Like, when was Tom Brady's first moment? And and you have to go back to you know that 01 season. Bledsoe gets hurt. Brady comes in and and leads the team to that Super Bowl. But then you remember that Bledsoe had to come back in and play the AFC Championship game. So like you know defining one Tom Brady moment at least for his first one is kind of difficult to do. Sure. In, in my eyes, so for Jared Goff to have his Tom Brady moment, I think is a little bit of of, of a ghost thing to say, but. The Saints don't want to let Jared Goff think that he has an opportunity to win this game or even come back in this game. What the Saints need to do is get out early, stay in control early, and not let Goff sniff any type of comeback. Because when he does, that gives him the motivation to know that he can do it. If the Saints can put him out of it early, then they're going to win this game easily. Well, he has a chance to silence a lot of doubters, Jared Goff, in the noise here. The knock against him, not only everything with Sean McVay feeding him the play calls until 15, uh, 15 seconds and product of the system. That I don't necessarily think that, maybe a little bit, but look, young quarterbacks are products of systems. I mean, yeah, if you're a good quarterback, Russell Wilson was a product of that system. Yeah. Um, you can go on and on and on. Um, Tom Brady maybe early on he certainly was. was carried by that defense, yeah. so maybe a product of that system, certainly not uh, later in his career. But he has a chance to silence critics because one of the areas where he has not been good is on the road, especially this year. Ten touchdowns, nine interceptions. Uh, when it gets loud, especially in the tougher venues, hasn't played his best. Has played well here in the Superdome, though. I, I just wonder, and it'll be something to watch here, how Jared Goff reacts to what assuredly will be about the loudest crowd we've seen here in New Orleans, um, if not ever, in the last ten years. I mean, I think Goff is prepared for the crowd. It's whether the Saints defense can step up and actually create pressure and distract Jared Goff. The crowd noise, you know, we talked about it being an issue, and it has been, you know, Seattle creates incredible crowd noise, New Orleans creates incredible crowd noise, um, Atlanta piped in incredible crowd noise. Uh, but, <laughs> right. um, yeah, it's you, true. You know, hey, it's, it's a fact, it's out there. But 
I think Goff is prepared for that. He's he's mentally prepared for the crowd noise in this game. Yeah, it's interesting you bring up the Seattle. So he plays up there twice a year. He's won the last two years up there. I wonder right. if he's won. I don't know what he did his rookie year up there. I know he's won the last two seasons up in Seattle in that noise. Yeah. So he certainly has dealt with noise well, and he's played well here in the Superdome. But it's a storyline here going forward. Let's go to the phone lines at 504-260-1870. Evan in Covington, welcome into the show. David Kahn, Seth Dunlap here. What's up? Evan, you're on. Hello. Hey. Hey. How's it going, Seth? I appreciate what you do. Hey, thanks, Evan. I think, um, you know, the you can't bring noisemakers or anything into the dome, but, you know, everybody has a cup. And Yeah, Evan, you called you <laughs> called in early. Evan, you called in earlier this week and talked about it. You, you I called did. It, I the cup. I, well, no, you <laughs> called in Evan. Okay, I'm going to put you on hold here. Because we got a finite amount of time to get all these callers in. Uh, what Evan wants you to do, and I'll paraphrase here, is bring a cup, bring some coins, and rattle it around. I gave you like two minutes on that. I gave you like two minutes on that. Uh, Tim, what's you up? Use your air, ho- air horn on your phone as well. Or is, your keys. Is that allowed, or is that considered a noisemaker? I think that's a noisemaker. It's your cell phone. I, I would use your keys. Or you could just be Whistle Monster. Right, whistle. Use your lungs. Look, Use your lungs. Look, buy a souvenir cup, finish your beverage of whatever choice you want. Okay, we're gonna make in it and shake it yeah, around. Yeah, we're making this way too complicated. <laughs> Go yell and scream. It's 128 decibels last week, which, by the way, for an indoor stadium, it's pretty close to record. About three decibels off as yeah. far as a record here. It's amazing that an actually an outdoor stadium, uh, the Kansas City was 130. Uh, what's it, 143? I think is the I think record. It was 143. Is the 143. Record. Yeah. Um, so you got a ways to go there. Like you're only a couple of decibels away from the indoor record. I think the Saints might get there. Now, it won't count as a record because the Guinness Book of World Records will not be here right. to count that. So unofficial, but yeah, you can get close. Thanks, Evan, but uh, yeah, I gave you two minutes on that earlier this week. All right, Aaron in Covington, what's up? Oh, hey, Seth. How you doing today? Hey, Aaron, I'm good. What's going on? Oh, uh, you know, the Saints defense has gotten – well, they've gotten progressively, you could say – Worse over the last few weeks of the season. Who's you know, defense? Up a few more points. Who's the defense? Saints defense. Saints defense just gave up fourteen points. But that was they gave it up in the first quarter. But then they settled in with the momentum, and then they got the interception, and then thing, the wheels started churning in okay. their direction. All right. But all they need is momentum to build on. Oh, I, yeah, I, I guess. So you're saying start start faster, Aaron? Yeah, he's going back to my point. Start fast. Is yeah. that right? Okay. Yeah, you know, I like so that. That I think that's a fair point. The Saints have certainly started slow. They they have. I mean, the first quarter last week was awful. 151 yards to zero. I mean, you're not going to win any games. With that. I just wonder that that first offensive play, the throw to Ted Ginn, right? Which I've watched that play now probably two dozen times. Yep, it was underthrown. There's was. no doubt it was underthrown. But also, I'm sorry, Ted Ginn didn't pick up the ball pick up the pass until he was like, right. I don't know, the, the, the two steps away from it being – he looked completely lost. Yeah. Drew Brees, yes, he underthrew the ball. That's half on Drew, but anybody who's willing to not say it's you know no fault to Ted Ginn's, I'm sorry, you've got to help out your quarterback you, you in that do. spot. You and do. the entire complexion of that game might change there if you just go and contest that ball and at least bat it down. The Why mark not? of a good receiver to a great receiver. Good receivers can run routes and catch passes. Great receivers can read any pass that's coming to them and know – 
I'm not going to get this ball, but I can't let the defense get it. So I have to adjust myself to go back and knock it down. That's what you see from the highest caliber of receivers out there. They understand the play that's happening, regardless of whether they're going to catch the football. They make sure if they aren't, nobody else is. Yeah. Uh, Good point, Aaron. It's been talked about a lot today about starting faster. That's important. It's a very potent Rams offense. Here's a text from the 504. How is an outdoor stadium louder? I am confused. Uh, well, uh, there's two theories to this here. Number one, if you're talking about Seattle, that stadium, Paul Allen directed the architects to build that for sound. So right. the way they built the roof, uh, it reverberates the sound back down onto the field. The fans there are very loud, but if you've ever been in that stadium, it really is just a noise box, and Paul Allen was a genius there. If you're talking about Kansas City, it is a bowl. Yes, it's an outdoor stadium, but again, you don't have the roof like Seattle does, but it kind of reverberates and echoes back on itself like a lot of these college football stadiums. It is incredible that you're talking about an outdoor stadium at 143 decibels, uh, the loudest stadium in the world. Uh, KC, like, good on you. And we get another texture here saying KC pumps in the crowd noise. Uh, that you've never been accused of that. That's yeah, just no, uh, you know fake news. Hashtag fake news. There, yeah. I don't. I don't believe that with Kansas City. I, I don't either. You know, we've we've had that story. That's that's long been reported and and, and gone away. Whatever. But yeah, only the Falcons. Um, but. Casey, you know, Casey having that record is incredible, and they're going to be loud this week. The, the Chiefs have not been in the postseason and, and played well. This is the team that the Chiefs have been waiting for for years. They finally have it. Can they come through? We'll find out. When we come back, Scott Shanley, former Saints linebacker and uh, analyst on CST, will join the program. I'm Seth Dunlap. David Kahn's here. Tim Zimmer behind the glass. And this is The Last Lap on WWL. Oh, yes, yeah, one of my favorite NFL film songs there blood pumping here a little bit Seth Dunlap David Kahn Tim Zimmer here for the last lap final breakdowns of Saints Rams NFC Championship game on Sunday until 10 30 tonight before he handed off to Westwood one and NFL preview with Scott Graham and Kurt Warner right now though Scott Shanley former Saints linebacker member of that Saints Super Bowl team and now an analyst on CST TV uh, joins us Scott what's going on man how are you Hey, I'm doing good. Appreciate you having me on. No, what was that moment like last week there leading the Houdat chant and then just the noise and the excitement in that stadium? It just had to be kind of incredible for you to to be there, you know, almost a decade later after your Super Bowl run and seeing just the excitement around this team. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime you get a chance to be back around. Um, it's a big compliment to Coach Payton and Mickey Loomis and those guys for, for leaving that door open for guys like, like myself and for the guys part of that 09 team and to come back. Um, there's a video clip you can see me. I was I'm walking off the field. I'm pointing to the back of my neck. It had had the hair stand up on the back of my neck because to to be out there in that environment and to be a little bit part of what went on was was incredible feeling, especially when you get those fans going like that. Uh, no, no doubt. I, I can't imagine what it's going to be like this Sunday. What's it like for the players? Uh, first time in this situation for a lot of them outside the three that were there in '09. What's it like for players leading up to this week? Is it just do you try to keep it the same as always? But I would imagine just kind of human nature here doesn't feel the same as always. Yeah, you, you tell yourself all week that you continue to play your game the way you've played it all year because it's been good enough to get to that point. Now, the closer the game gets, the more nerve-wracking it becomes because you realize you're one step away from making the Super Bowl. So that added pressure adds to the nerves. And then I think when you show up to game day and you go out to pregame and you see how packed the sidelines are and you see there's celebrities and there's people everywhere, you know the magnitude of the game, and that can add to nerves. And I think it's up to each individual player to not get too caught up in that moment and just know that 
what you've done so far the entire year is good enough for that game. How long did it take for the nerves to go away for you uh, in uh, 2010? Um, I think the first first play of the game. Every player uh, has their own way of dealing with nerves. Some guys like to get excited, jump around and talk a lot. Some guys run into each other on the sideline to get ready. And for me, it was just it's always getting out there, getting on the field, that very first play, at that very piece of action, getting hit, and then it's all back to just playing football. And I think a lot of guys get caught up in the moment and forget about their assignments and what they're supposed to do. And, and early in the game, you see a lot of breakdowns because of that emotion. It, it catches up to some guys. Scott, there's been a lot of talk about the Saints defense, especially recently with the way they opened up that first quarter last week against Philadelphia with, with the rough start and, and the way they've allowed other teams to start fast. The, one of the keys we've been talking about is that the Saints need to start fast offensively and defensively. So for you, what's the key for them to start fast this week? Well, I think defensively, obviously, um, nobody. you saw the offense come out and they wanted to be aggressive. Philadelphia's DB made a nice play. And automatically, the defense has to go out there in a sudden change situation, and, and they didn't respond well early. But when you look at the end of that game, I think there was a stat the last eight drives of that game. They didn't even give up 100 yards to Philadelphia. So I think it's, it's a credit to the coaching staff making the adjustments that are necessary as the game goes along. And I think the Saints defensive coaching staff is one of the best in the league, if not the best. They're, they're absolutely great at making adjustments as the game goes along. But you have to come out early in the game, and it's going to be like a heavyweight, heavyweight boxing match. You're going to have to feel each other out. And that's what happened in the first time these two teams met. It took a while for them to figure each other out, how they were trying to attack each other's defense. And that's why you saw all the points scored in the first half. But it, I agree, it's going to be key. The defense has to, has to start fast as well as the offense. Yeah, they keep the crowd into it. That one's certainly a 45-35 victory for the Saints back in Week 9. And, and you look back at that game, how much of that game do you think is going to carry over into this NFC title game? As we talked about, the playoffs are a totally different season. You know that you know more than most. How, how big of an impact does that game have on this one, or does it really not at all? I think it does have an impact. Um, I don't think it's going to dictate the outcome of this game because there's a lot of different variables this time around. When you look at the health of both teams, the Saints offensive line is a little more banged up. You look at the, the Rams, Gurley's banged up. They don't have Cooper Cup. So there's going to be different different um, matchups that, that are going to come out of this game due to, to due to some injuries. But I look at it as these are the two best teams in the NFC. There's no doubt about it. I think anybody who watched that first go-around felt like this was going to be the NFC championship rematch. And it's going to be it's going to be about, I believe, who what defense shows up and gets off the field on third down. And, and not only that, but the biggest stat from, from the first game around was the Saints in the red zone, I believe they ended that game 5-for-5 five five in the red zone scoring touchdowns, and that ended up being the difference in the game. So whatever offense can stay on the field converting third downs and fourth downs should find their way to, to a victory in this game. Talking to Scott Shandley here on the last lap, at Scott Shandley on Twitter, former Saints linebacker, Super Bowl champ, CST analyst now. And when you have a running game that has just been – so powerful the last really four weeks everybody thinks this just happened in dallas no they've run into 44 times a game in the last four weeks this is old school football once they've lost cooper cup i guess credit sean mcveigh here is that a little um i don't know if intimidating is the right word scott but what's it like for defenders knowing that you've got this freight train coming at you on sunday yeah it's tough especially when you look at at the rams earlier in the season they threw the ball very well, and I think recently they've identified that they can start to break defenses down with the, running the ball. And the way they run the ball, I think the reason they have so much success is, first of all, that offensive line has been playing outstanding. Aaron Cromer is their offensive line coach. He was with the Saints when we went on our Super Bowl run. 
he's an outstanding offensive line coach. But I think what McVay does with his offensive scheme really gives defenses problems as far as the linebackers go. He lines receivers up tight. He does a lot of motion, a lot of fakes. And the, the linebackers, it's up to them to not get too confused by all that motioning and those different formations and switching the formations. And I think that's what got Dallas in the last game was the linebackers had bad eyes and they were just gashing them up the middle on just simple runs. Now, C.J. Anderson last week for the Rams against the Cowboys came out of nowhere. 23 carries, 123 yards, and two touchdowns for Los Angeles. Based on the fact that you've played the Rams before, C.J. Anderson wasn't even a part of that game. Do you have to adjust your game plan to include him, or do you think that's kind of like a one-and-done, a fluke scenario? Well, I, I to me, it's a little more of a fluke scenario. I don't want to take anything away from Anderson. I think he's a good back. But listen, there's, there's a reason why he's on the, his third team. I think it's more of a credit to, like I said, McVay's offensive design, his scheme, and then that offensive line has been playing outstanding. So I don't want to take anything away from CJ. I think he's he's been playing some good ball. But this Saints defense, it, the, what the Rams have been doing recently, running the ball well, it, that's the strength of the Saints defense, and it has been all year long, stopping the run. There's been a few games here or there, but um, to consistently line up and think you're going to run the ball in the Saints defense, I don't think that's, that, that's uh, possible to win a game. Yeah, I just wonder if that plays right into the Saints' hands like you're thinking there, Scott. And and I'm curious to know what it's been like for you watching Demario Davis patrol the middle of this Saints' defense. Certainly a guy that I don't think this franchise has had since Jonathan Vilma was there. He's been spectacular, really, in all phases of the game there in the middle for the Saints. Oh, I agree 100%. When they signed Demario, um, they've been looking for a guy, I agree, since Jonathan Vilma, to, to man the middle of the defense and make all the calls. And the one thing that's impressed me most about Demario is he's always been a tackling machine, but now his ability to play in space, to play all three downs, cover tight ends and running backs has been very impressive. And I think that's where his, the most, his most value has been added to this team is just being a phenomenal three-down linebacker and being an athlete and being able to play in space. How do you see this playing out on Sunday, uh, Sunday Scott? I don't think it's going to be quite the shootout it was the first time. I can still see maybe – 31-28, but I, I just believe, I truly believe the Saints and the home field advantage and that crowd noise with the way the Rams try to run their offense. Any any Saints fan who doubts what I'm saying, just go and watch the Rams against the Cowboys. How much the Rams talk before they snap the ball. How much they switch plays and audible. And that's McVay feeding Goff the play in the headset until the 15-second cutoff. So I really believe the home crowd noise can be a huge effect on this Rams offense. And I think the Saints are going to pull this one out. 31-27, something like that. Hasn't it been an incredible week? Really, a couple of weeks, Scott, here in the city and in the region. It's just uh, everybody's on board this Super Bowl ride, hopefully again. Oh, yeah. I think it's it's so much fun. This time around for me as a fan to, to get to last week, going up in Section 627, I believe it was, and, and just meeting some of the fans and getting to experience this time around as a fan is, is so much fun. And our fans, they don't go to games for a social event. I know they, that's what they do in Dallas. They go and they talk and barely watch the game. Our fans are there for one reason, one reason only. That's to help this team get a win. And I think they're going to be the difference this week. Yeah, they've been challenged multiple times by Rams players. I think that feeds the fire here a little bit. Scott Shanley, former Saints linebacker and Super Bowl champion, again, analyst at CST, at Scott Shanley on Twitter. Scott, appreciate it, man. We'll see you out there on Sunday. Absolutely. Take care. All right. Thanks, there he Scott. goes. Yeah, it's uh, no doubt. He, he's put it very succinctly there. Other fan bases, not all of them, but some other fan bases, Los Angeles, there's yep. one. Yeah, kind of a socialite uh, feel at games, not in New Orleans. They're there to cheer and yell and scream. Which is incredible because you look at the city of New Orleans and it's a place to come and have kind fun. Of, it and, is. And, and to, you know, just 
have a great time. It is time. a little dichotomy there, isn't Lose it? Lose your worries. <laughs> no, we have fun when we're going out and listening but to music and Superdome, eating. Superdome, yeah. nope, when you... Right. <laughs> Tim yeah, says save, save it for the, for the Pelicans. Pelicans. Oh, no. Oh, there hey, you they're go. in action Shot tonight. They just got started. Uh, yeah, they're uh, about nine minutes. They're going to get started here against the Portland Trail Blazers. We're going to take a break. When we come back, two-minute drill trivia time. David against me. Text from the 504. Saints averaging six first-half points over the last six games. Need a fast start to advance to the Super Bowl. Less than a TD won't cut it. I'm kind of in agreement with you there, especially against this Rams team. Welcome back to the show. David Kahn in studio here. IMG Sports, voice of the West Virginia Power, and of course, for, former voice here of prep football on WWO Radio. Tim Zimmer behind the glass, and it's time now for my favorite segment of the week and something that David is terrified of, he tells me. A I little say terrified. <laughs> I, I'm not great at trivia. So. Well, neither am I. Okay. That's what makes this fun. All right. Uh, it seems like everybody's bad at this. <laughs> Two-minute drill trivia. It's two minutes, eight questions of trivia, maybe a tiebreaker here. Oh, boy. We have fun with this, although usually I would say – a lot of people beat me. I'm on kind of a streak here. It's been like three or four months since somebody's beat me here. I have seven questions, but one question counts for two points. Okay. So, there's so now I have points. to beat you. Okay. So, uh, Tim, knock you take it over. Pedestal. I actually have to walk out two doors to make sure I can't hear this. So give me like 15 seconds to make sure I exit uh, any noise area here. Oh, this is just me. Oh, okay. Let me turn my mic on there. So what I'll do, David, is I'll ask seven questions, and basically you just have to – you get two minutes to answer the question. Okay. Um, um, it's basically simple. I mean, these questions aren't too difficult, but right. I mean, tonight's questions are pretty, pretty okay. They're okay. So let okay. me turn my, his mic off and let's go. Let's All right. Music on. All right. First question. Which NFL head coach became the oldest NFL head coach hire ever this off season? The oldest NFL hire, oldest head coach hire. Ooh. Uh, he was a head coach. They just got hired. He became the oldest Andy head coach. Reed? No, I'm talking about this offseason. Oh, this offseason, like just now. Yeah, he became one coach this offseason became the oldest head coach hire. Who was it? Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy, no, that is incorrect. Question number two. What is the name of the NFC and AFC trophies? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, the Lamar Hunt is the AFC. That is that is right. That's one of them. And the NFC, oh, I don't know this. I don't know the NFC one. Oh, pass. I don't know the NFC one. All right, question number three. Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas played his college ball at Ohio State. Rams wide receiver Michael Thomas played his college ball where? They were both drafted in the same draft class. Yeah, I know. Um, Michigan? That is incorrect. Question number four. Let me write that down. Uh, which NFL Team law has lost the most NFC Championship games with nine losses total. Ooh, they have nine losses in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be a team who's been there a lot. Uh, they have some wins as well, right? The Packers. That is incorrect. Yeah. Question number five: Name me two the undefe- name me the two undefeated teams in college basketball currently. Michigan and Virginia. That is correct. Uh, question number six. Nate, what animal is the mascot of the Kansas City Chiefs? Wait, what animal? The Kansas City Chiefs. You know, Gumbo, we have a dog. What is the Kansas City Chiefs mascot? What oh, animal God. is it? He usually hangs underneath the goalposts. There's a hint. He has big hips, like all mascots. 
a dog? It's close, but I can't give it to you. All right. And the final question. This one should be an easy one. Which number was larger last week? Jared Goff's passing yards versus the Cowboys or C.J. Anderson's weight? <laughs> C.J. Anderson's weight. No that, question. That is correct. And uh, <laughs> I'll uh, let me go get Seth, and we'll be good. Um, All right. One second. So just say a few words, and then we'll get to you. All right. Well, that was certainly interesting. Uh, apologies, I'm not very good at trivia, but uh, hopefully the uh, the Saints will do much better this week in their NFC Championship game against the Los Angeles Rams than I do at trivia yeah, questions. Seth's walking right back uh, in. Yeah, now. I think Seth will uh, will have me poorly? beat on this one. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I, mean I, I did okay. I, I he got three right. out of seven. Well, three out of seven questions, but oh, technically man. there's eight. He, he jinxed me. Every time he tells me the total that I need to get. You're going to beat me, Seth. I, I choke. You're going to beat me. I don't know. Me. I think it'll be a tie. Really? I think it'll be a tie because one question counts for one point. The other question counts for – well, the question Does you the got – the one that I got right with both teams, does that, that count counted for two? As one. Oh, the other one that I got one was – Okay. <laughs> Dang it. See? Get here. All right. Uh, you can play along. It was uh, a lot harder. That's why I gave it two points. Yeah, you can you can play along if you'd like uh, at 870-870, the text line. Okay, pressure's on. I need four to win here. Let's go, Tim. Let me turn the music on first. Uh, question number one, which NFL head coach became the oldest NFL head coach ever hired this offseason? Bruce Arians. That is correct. Bruce Arians is 66 years old. Uh, he just was hired by the Tampa Bay Bucks, and I believe he becomes the second oldest head coach in the league next to Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll is sixty-seven years old. Yeah, yeah. Question number two: What is the name of the NFC and AFC championship trophies? Uh, it's uh, the Hallis. That's one of them. I, I don't know what the AFC is, which is funny because he got that one right. Oh, we need we need to combine our efforts here, David. He he only said half of the well, NFC championship George. trophy. Okay, fine. Yeah, George Thomas. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, I got do the I, AFC. Do one. I get one point for that, you or get I need one both? Point. Okay. If you get both, you get two. Yeah, what, but, what is the AFCs? Uh, can I tell him? Do you do you give up the? I AFCs? give up. Yeah, okay. it's Lamar Hunt. Okay, Lamar right. Hunt. I didn't trophy. know the NFC one at no. all. I passed. They both are now identical. They changed the trophies. That's I see. I've covered NFC teams my whole life. Same. So that's I've why. covered AFC. There you so, go. And question number three: Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas. He played his college ball at Ohio State. Where did Rams wide receiver Michael Thomas play his college ball? From? <laughs> that's a great question. He was drafted in the sixth round the same year as Michael Thomas. Miami of Ohio. No, he played actually at Southern Miss. Okay. Really? He had 66 yards total offense last year. I guess year. Michigan. All right. He's been inactive all season for the Rams, but he is on their uh, current roster. See, Tim roster. throws in these oddballs. I'm guessing you didn't get Southern Miss. No, I guessed Michigan. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, question number four. Which NFL team has lost the most NFC championship games with nine total losses in their history? Wow. Nine lo- It's got to be the Packers because I know they've lost three just in the past 15 years. It's got to be the Packers, right? Nope. Or is it the Bears? Nope, it's the it's San Francisco 49ers. I said the Packers wow. too. I would have. We said, were on the same trend. They, yeah, they've lost three right. in the last ten That's years. That's what I was yeah. thinking. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Apparently, the 49ers lost a lot in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. All right. Ouch. Uh, name me two the undefeated teams in college basketball. You have to get both right for a full point. Michigan. That's one of them. Who's the other? Is Nevada still undefeated? <laughs> it's not Gonzaga. Uh, let me think here. Okay, I, I'm going to pass and come back to it. i got to think about this one. I'm going to get it. We'll All come right, back. we can do that because uh, we still have 40 seconds left. What animal is what animal is the mascot of the Kansas City Chiefs? There's an animal? Yes. There, That's what I ours, said. Ours is a dog, Gumbo the dog. <laughs> what is the Kansas City Chiefs mascot? Uh, he hangs out underneath the goalpost. I told this to David. A, ra- a raccoon. 
That's close too. It's actually a wolf. Oh yeah, a I was wolf? in the I was in like the yeah. ballpark. I, I said guess. dog. It, yeah, it's the KC, there, the KC Wolf. Is there any other? I just had the basketball question left. No, you have one more, okay. uh, which I think you'll get. Yeah, you should get this one. Uh, which number was larger last week, Jared Goff's passing yards or C.J. Anderson's weight? <laughs> it was definitely C.J. Anderson's <laughs> weight. Okay, wait, wait. Uh, this, is Nevada? I'm just going to go Nevada. Are they still undefeated? Nope. No, it's actually Virginia. Virginia. And y'all have an official tie, so I'll have to come up with a tiebreaker. Oh, okay. All right, well, let's take a break, and then when we come back, we'll have a tiebreaker. We'll give Tim Zimmer... A chance. So beating you gets me my parting words on WWL. I'm excited. Well, you haven't beat me yet. I, I, I'm calling it. I should have known Virginia because they played Duke. Sure did. Yeah. All right. Well, I blew that one. So there you go. <laughs> I told you. It's not over till it's over here. The fat lady has not sung yet. <laughs> we will also have more of your calls and texts. We'll return. Yeah, we'll return back to Saints-Rams. More in-depth discussion here. We'll hear from Sean Payton. And then also Brian Baldinger of the NFL Network. Baldy's breakdowns, he'll come into the show in a little bit as well. I'm Seth Dunlap, David Kahn, Tim Zimmer here. It's the last lap on WWL. Pelicans and Blazers have tipped it off up in Portland. 8-7 Blazers, an early lead, 9-21 to play in the first quarter there. We'll keep you updated. Pelicans, three games under 500, trying to bounce back after blowing a 14-point lead against Golden State a couple of days ago. Here's a text from the 504. Hey, guys, Saints fan living in L.A., and I can tell you I have not seen one person with Rams gear on this week. Seems very boring to be a Rams fan. Uh, Well, the opposite is true here. If you walked out in the city today, uh, at least half the people that I saw were wearing some type of of Saints swag. I I walked through Mid-City. I was in the French Quarter today. I was in Uptown. I was in Laplace, and people were wearing Saints gear. I mean, it's everywhere. Yeah, it really is. Okay, so we have a tie to settle here, David Kahn, before you get out of here. We have tied on two-minute drill. Both got three right. I blew absolutely choked on the college basketball. College basketball, that's in my wheelhouse. And I got that question wrong. Uh, the Thank undefeated you, teams. Sports for helping yeah, me with that question. I had Michigan right. I uh, did not get Virginia. That was terrible. I'm never going to forgive myself here. So we have a tie to break here. Uh, Tim Zimmer, you are apparently going to issue a challenge to our audience as well. Yeah, I mean, if anybody can come near close to this number, that'd be pretty impressive. But That's we have number. to decide who goes first between the tiebreaker here. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, go anyway, first. We'll, let the, we'll let him fade me. He can do the old prices right kind of thing here. Whoever gets closest. You just can't go one dollar over. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's a money amount? No, no. But oh, it's okay. like the prices. Well, right. okay, you can't go over the. Okay, okay. No, there is no. no over under here. It's just whoever's closest. Yeah, just okay. remember right. if you do the old prices right, well, you know, one dollar over. I, you know, I do. If have it's a terrible guess, do you have the here. prices right loser horn ready to go? I mean, I can do it. I can from, try to find it. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I can do it with my voice. Okay. All right, uh, Sean Payton coming up too. By the way, somebody asking on the text line. Yes, uh, yeah, you can guess at eight seventy eight seventy. Try not to Google. Play along here. All right, Tim Zimmer, what is this? absurd question you're going to ask here all right the question is what is the combined total of playoff passing yards between the four remaining quarterbacks starting this weekend in the playoffs or like the season or how playoff passing yards like career playoff passing yards you combine all starting four quarterbacks brady mahomes golf and breeze what is their combined playoff passing yards in their careers all right uh i'm gonna go 16,000, no, yeah, 16,232. All right, David. Mm, Okay, that's right around where I was thinking, too. If it's close, I'll have to do some math. Yeah, well, uh, I'm trying to think if I want to go with with over or under that. Mm, Okay, combined passing yards. 
Saints. All right. So you have Brady, you have yep. Breeze. Brady, Breeze, Mahomes, and then you have Mahomes, who's played in one playoff game, right. and Goff, who's played in two playoff games. Yeah, I'm going to go. A lot of them are going to come from Brady. I, yes. <laughs> um, uh, no, I'm aware of that. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go fifteen thousand on the dot. Yeah, you know, I, I think you're gonna be closer here. When I was thinking about it longer, I think I went. He's too, doing math. Uh, he's, Seth, he's doing math. I think Seth is closer. Oh, oh no, we must have been pretty close then. Well, Seth went over, but I think you're closer. The answer is fifteen thousand eight hundred and two. Yeah, Seth is closer. So you're eight hundred and two off. <sighs> Seth, I think you're about four hundred and all right. <sighs> Still champion. Yeah, but you went over. So by prices right rules, you lose. This is true. <laughs> this is true. I did go over. So I guess we'll call it a nice uh, gentleman's draw. All right, gentleman's draw. It is. I did I say agree. you didn't. Have, it wasn't the prices right rules. So if you did go over, you. Oh, okay. Say, we have yeah. the game master that's, here. That's fair. That's fair. I'm, still, I'm gonna still say I draw. It's a great number. What was, so it was fifteen thousand eight hundred something. Yeah, Brady has ten thousand five hundred sixty-nine. I, I knew Brady had ten thousand. I didn't know what Breeze had. Uh, Breeze has forty-five hundred. Okay, I was thinking uh, five thousand in my head. Has two hundred seventy-eight, and Golf has only four hundred forty-five passing yards yeah. in two playoff games. I, if I had known what Breeze had, I mean, I, we which were supposed to very me, close, which but, yeah. makes me feel yeah. a lot. Better I knew about Brady golf had ten thousand. Do you think we would be this close, Tim? I I'm actually really terrible at these kind of things, so I I'm actually quite surprised. <laughs> like you when go. you pick the, the you know the number of Skittles in a jar, I'm yeah, awful. right. So yeah, okay. I feel like the, the, the key for me was I knew Brady's number All right. relatively. Uh, David Kahn again, IMG Sports, and also voice of the West Virginia Power, former um, prep football voice here at WWO. Really appreciate it, man. Go and enjoy your night out here uh, in the city, and I hope to see you again soon. Absolutely. I, I would love to come back as any time, and uh, I'll certainly call in and uh, give my thoughts every every so often just to keep you on your toes. So. Yeah, how can people follow you on uh, social media? At uh, SportsCon4 on Twitter. On Instagram, it is DavidCon34. I mainly post sports stuff more on Twitter. Uh, Instagram is more kind of a personal thing, or you you know you can follow me on Facebook too, but I don't really use that yeah, that much. Con K A H N. Yes, K A H N, not like the uh, the Star Trek uh, reference. Or Con that's, Man. Or Con Man. Or Kubla Con. Or Genghis Con. Or whatever. Um, <laughs> Many cons. Yeah, list off all the cons. Those, they're all spelled incorrectly. K A H N. Uh, but if you see me around and you want to, you know, play the Star Trek theme song of Con. Yes. I get that all the time. Yeah, we should have had that. So, today, yeah, it's thinking. all good. All right. Um, but, yeah, no, Seth, it was a pleasure. Thanks for having me on uh, Houdat and Go Pats. There you go. Okay, yeah, hopefully Saints-Patriots Super Bowl. I wouldn't mind that at all. Thank you, David. He's, uh, David's exiting the building. David has left the building. We'll call it a gentleman's draw here in two-minute drill. Okay, when we come back, your phone calls at 504-260-1870 and Sean Payton sound out from his press conference today at Saints camp. I'm Seth Dunlap, Tim Zimmer behind the glass, and exiting David Kahn on the last lap. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.